previously on the Dating After Divorce Survival Guide. Hello. Hello, uh, internets. Hello. Hello. Are you ready? Uh, hello, internets. I'm trying to I'm trying to do something here. Is anybody listening? I, I can't really tell because I'm in a room by myself with a microphone. All right, well, look. I'm going to just get going anyway. Another employee overheard and went, What? And butt into the conversation. She was alarmingly attractive. I was on some romantic, super mushy, funny how time flies when we're making love Janet Jackson type stuff. And I hadn't even done any of that stuff with her yet. She had never really been faithful in any relationship that she had been in. I decided right then and there that as a human being that existed for 28 years with no foreknowledge of this woman, that I somehow was going to love this woman's issues away. Once you start seeing those things that you may or may not be able to jive with, you have to see and decide or decide what you are going to do. Either you are going to stay and be there or you are going to go. If you do stay, then you it's not about fixing a person's issues, fixing a person's problems, things that you find wrong with a person because what you what you decide might be wrong with a person might not be wrong at all. You just might not like it. I am a recovering people pleaser. Oh, please, pretty please. I've been sober now for I'd say three years. I moved from my co-op in Queens and moved into her apartment with her in New York City, Manhattan. And life was cool, but life was not cool. I mean, maybe it was because we were cohabitating before we were married. Maybe it was because we hadn't ironed out uh, parameters and boundaries and expectations. But the reality is that I was new to this family thing. I didn't know nothing about being somebody's stepfather. I was barely able to take care of myself. If you desire something enough and it's not in your best interest, you gotta be like, all right, go ahead. Do what you gotta do. We'll see how far you get. So three years into our relationship, three years into my globe-trotting, city-hopping, amazing whirlwind romance, we break up. I opened the journal and it was basically a love letter. Hey, I'm sorry for what happened between us. I'm sorry for my part in what happened between us. And I want to work things out with you. Along the way, we got pregnant, got engaged, got married on a bluff on the south coast of Barbados, overlooking the Atlantic Ocean, in a beautiful ceremony that had all the makings of the beginning of what would be a beautiful life together. But when we got back, the argument persisted, and this communication only grew stronger. Because after all, the journey is where life is lived, where lessons are learned, where growth is experienced and character is developed. But in the absence of that journey, or the perceived absence of a journey, because everything honestly is a journey, there is no reason to be. And we were just aimlessly floating about. Ships, separate ships in the water, passing at night. At 39 years old, my wife of seven or so years and my girlfriend of seven and a half years, I'm talking about the same person, didn't want marriage and didn't want me anymore.
Well, I've known you since you're 24 years old. You're going on 40 years old. And now you're saying that you want to start over? No. No. Girl, you must be crazy. But what the hell was I saying no for? No to what? She was out. Who am I saying? What? I'm saying no. I'm like buying her shit. I'm like fixing dents in her car without insurance. I'm doing all kind of crazy stuff. I'm putting flowers all over the house. I'm putting stickers that say I love you. And you know, as romantic as that stuff may sound, as picturesque as that may stuff stuff may sound. I mean, I did the 40 day love dare. I tried, was trying to get her to go to counseling with me. And in the midst of the marriage collapsing, my father got ill. My son got kicked out of school. The divorce came. I eventually, and I didn't even leave peacefully, but I eventually moved out into a one-bedroom apartment with nothing but my clothes. My parents were together. My parents still are together. And I was a failure. Not only was I a failure, God failed me. God let my family collapse right in front of me. I prayed, I prayed, and then I ran around and asked everybody or anybody that would listen to me. Like I gave, I told them my business and I told them to pray for me and I gave them, you know, I had them like siding with me to give me encouragement. The thing that I just really could not understand is that she just didn't want to be married anymore. You can't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. You just can't. And if they stay, is that something that you really want? And this, this 43-year-old emotional mess who believed that the world owed him something, or at least because he felt he was putting his best foot forward, the world owed him something. This is what was released into the world of the single. After 15 years of marriage, I was suddenly single. I wasn't ready for the game. I didn't want to mix and mingle. I was angry. I was sad. I was also very blue. A good friend warned, Eric, come on, man, please take care of you. There are women in these streets and they are coming for you. I said, say what? There are women in these streets and they are coming for you. Divorce didn't do well by me. I wasn't one of those people that was celebrating all the courthouse stairs. I was broken, I was beaten, I was burdened. I was barely showing up at work, I was hardly participating. I hadn't had my daughter over to my place yet because I was ashamed of the way it looked. In August of that year, I walked off the job. I drove in secret to a car dealership with my Mazda 3 and traded very, 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 very high up for a sparkling white fat booty racing tire dressed luxury automobile. I mean, look, it was the red Corvette, the Firebird, Trans Am, T-Top. The only thing I didn't have was the blonde. I had a friend. Now, this friend had been someone who had been there all along. It was cool. She was a comfort. She was nice. Uh, she seemed like she was understanding, and she was understanding. I was vulnerable because I had just gotten divorced. She was vulnerable because she didn't have what I had lost, thought, and these are her words, that it was almost wrong for me to have lost it and thought that the person who pushed me away was silly. And now here's her chance to have what has been so elusive for so many years. I wasn't equipped to care about anybody but myself at that point, but I got swept up. 
I got swept up in her consistency. I hadn't had sex in a long time either. Something like three or four years. And yes, folks, that actually does happen when marriages go off the rails. And she said, Eric, you better get out of there, man. You better get out of there and you better let that girl know. You better set her free. You better set her free and let her be with somebody that actually really wants to be with her. I was like, what are you talking about? Girl, you must be crazy. That woman likes you way more than you like her and you are doing her a disservice by spending any more time than necessary with her, except on a friend's level. And if she can't handle being a friend, then y'all need to part ways, period. And I said, well, I mean, how do I do that? She said, you got to let her know and let her go. And we were kind of lounging on each other on the couch and it was we were getting closer and closer and closer. Like something straight out of Boomerang. Eddie Murphy, the Eddie Murphy, Halle Berry scene. And we began to kiss. And quickly, one thing led to another. But when she walked away from that table, I realized that I had done more than just hurt someone. I hurt a friend. Hey, you right there. Listening. Stop what you're doing. Well, unless you're driving. This is what I'd like you to do. If you haven't subscribed... If you haven't told two or three friends about my podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you did. If you've listened to more than two episodes, then you know that it's not just about being divorced. There's a little something for everybody. Whether you're divorced, married, or single. Also, if you're on social media, please follow me at Eric L. Payne on Instagram. That's E-R-I-C-L, as in Lenny. It's not Lenny. P-A-Y-N-E. Eric L. Payne. That's who I am on Instagram. I am Eric Payne without the L on YouTube. And if you want to dig a little deeper and get some one-on-one time with me where I can do a little bit of masterclass type stuff with you, follow me on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-E-R-O-N.com slash Dating After Divorce. Patreon.com Dating After Divorce.